0: Hi, my name is Dr. Christy Lewis, and I'm a licensed naturopathic doctor and holistic nutritionist. I've been in practice for well over a decade and treated thousands of people. Something that keeps me up at night is if people know what to do, then why are they not doing it? If we are all trying to live our best life, then why do we compromise, sabotage, and avoid ourselves from making choices that will ultimately rise us up? A basic truth has been revealed, behavior modification, as simple as it may seem, is very difficult to implement, hence the birth of this podcast. In between visits are short and sweet shares where I will answer your questions about how to stay on track, support, inspire and motivate you on your journey. See you in your struggles, affirm you in your challenge and reassure you that you are not alone. Let's get started. Welcome to In Between Visits. I am so glad that you decided to tune in today. Ooh la la! I'm excited about this one. Um, We're chatting nutrition. I have been sharing with you the different aspects of lifestyle medicine through my podcast series. I've worked through the the sleep section and the stress series, and now we are on to nutrition. So this is the second episode on nutrition and. I love talking nutrition. Anyone who's been to see me knows that it really is the foundation for me. And I've been challenging a lot of beliefs around nutrition, both for myself, um, certainly what we're seeing in media and in my interactions with patients. And so this one is potentially going to challenge a lot of you with some of the belief systems that you're holding. And um, it really is about, you know, I keep chips and cookies in the pantry. <laughs> that's that's the title of this. So I keep chips and cookies in the pantry. Not healthy, you know, not organic, not sweet potato chips. But like right now, if I had you on video, I could walk down and show you my Pringles as well as we have, I believe, Chips Ahoy rainbow cookies in the pantry. And so let's get into that because that is really counterintuitive to a lot of what people believe on how to stay healthy, how to kind of avoid eating junk foods. And so many of the patients that I work with, you know, they share that their number one strategy to, to stop themselves from eating, empty calories, junk food, is really to keep the offending foods out of the house. You know, it's like, I just, I don't keep it in the house. Everyone knows it's not allowed in the house. And they really claim that if they don't have it around, then they won't eat it. And quite frankly, I have implemented that approach many times in the past, and I get why, you know, you might think that would work for you. It's 8pm at night, and you're really wanting something sweet. You know, you go to your cupboard, your fridge, the freezer, and your kid's candy bowl. You know, Three times over, you're just kind of like roaming around the kitchen looking for something, and there's nothing there except for a few granola bars, and like the healthy kind, and maybe some rockets from Halloween last year. Nothing overly appealing. So bingo, you know, you've you don't have it in the house, so you don't eat it, problem solved. Um, and what you will have instead is maybe an apple or perhaps some raw almonds, right? No, not right, because what? actually ends up happening in what I see time and time again what I've done in my own relationship with with food and avoidance of of certain bad foods is to rummage around the pantry trying to satiate this craving whether it be with semi-sweet chocolate chips or dates dipped into tablespoons of nut butter or my personal favorite is you know that unassuming healthy herbal tea that I subsequently add three tablespoons of honey to. So, you know, friends, the craving doesn't go away just because the food is not there. In fact, I would argue that in the denial of what your body is asking for, we actually end up consuming more food as an attempt to kind of quiet down that urge. So sometimes your body is just asking for cookies. It just is. And so instead of shaming yourself for the desire or, you know, this idea of I'll just avoid having it around me, maybe you understand, need to understand why that craving is there in the first place. You know, did you drink enough water in the day? Did you have a mid-afternoon high-protein snack? Maybe you're just exhausted or an emotional from a very difficult day at work. You want to get curious and ask yourself these questions as opposed to declaring yourself, your husband, your neighbors, the kids, that these foods are just forbidden in the home. And the other side of this is that the plan is just for avoidance. It's not sustainable. Like you will always have different times these foods in your house. You know, the leftover birthday cake, a half a bag of potato chips, you know, from that barbecue you hosted, M&Ms you bought for the babysitter. And if you don't feel empowered around these foods... And you don't have choices through the day that keep you centered in your blood sugar and, you know, in your desire for these foods, the kind of craving component, then not wanting them um, you know, that won't happen. What will actually happen is you will ultimately have a binge. So these foods that have so much power, these foods that you're avoiding, we end up binging on them. And, you know, what that means is, you know, really overconsuming. So if you tell yourself you can't have as much as you want, Um, or you tell yourself you can't have any, then chances are, you know, you're going to have more. You know, sort of the kid with the cookie jar. To me, health around food is really being able to be around these foods. I often, my bakery story, you know, I share with people in practice. To me, someone has really found their center, you know, both their physical as well as their mental emotional relationship with food in a balanced and a centered place if they walk into a bakery and they decide to have one or two of the foods or maybe they decide to have none of it and it really isn't about being good or bad or it's sort of any declarations there's no strategy involved you're actually just listening to your body and sometimes you want a croissant and sometimes you don't and that is really in my opinion and really part of my intention of how i can get people to a centered place within their relationship with nutrition on both again mind body after a decade and a half of practice food is not about food <laughs> food is so layered if we were all robots and we could just put a computer chip in and eat what we were supposed to or what was good for us or it was right for us we wouldn't have this problem people are choosing other foods for so many other reasons and the strategy of just avoiding it is not going to work and so this was really interesting you know when I was growing up my parents God bless. They didn't know a lot about nutrition. In hindsight, you know, they did their very best. We always had, we always sat together at the dinner table. I definitely remember that. We had to eat our vegetables and my lunch bag always, you know, those brown paper lunch bags, they always included an apple. The one which, when, you know, the one thing I think they did really well um, and probably unintentionally was our pantry. So it was literally filled with rows of cookies, chips, crackers, and even straight up things like licorice. I looked forward to Wednesday after school. So my dad, he did the grocery shopping, and you know to this day, his language of love is still food. He would take us, my sister and I, to the grocery store, and we could each, I'm talking each of us, could go and pick out one whole bag of cookies, one whole box of crackers, and they were our choice for the week. And you know what? I can still remember. I felt so empowered. I was a kid making a choice and I was able to bring whatever I wanted into the house. Sure, we probably ended up needing more salt and more sugar than was probably great for us. I mean it was the 80s after all. We didn't that was all about indulgence. We but but I will say from what I remember, we had them in moderation. As a kid, two cookies was enough because I knew there were two cookies more for me tomorrow. And I think some of my friends are even surprised now when they see my cupboard. I mean, here I am, this nutritionist, naturopathic doctor, and I literally have some of my friends' kids, the first thing they do is they come and they look at my pantry. And it actually warms my heart because that's what my friends did when I was growing up. Um, And so, you know, I do buy these bulk, buy bulk foods in moderation for my family. And true to family tradition, I let my daughter pick... of these things out. The other day she asked me, mommy, what are Doritos? And so the next time we were out, we bought a small bag of Doritos and she declared them too spicy and threw them out. You know, I didn't want my daughter, I do not want my daughter to feel denied or moralized around foods as good or bad. I want her to listen to her body and understand how food makes her feel. For example, she would never drink chocolate milk because she knows it makes her tummy hurt. Something she figured out all on her own. Don't get me wrong. Like I have to monitor. She would literally have marshmallows for breakfast. If I let her, she understands what balanced meals and knows that we want her to eat her protein and her vegetables. Um, you know, and that that's more important than she has something sweet. She knows the difference between healthy sugars and unhealthy sugars. So we've really tried to educate her, but educate her through experience, not through denial. And this is so much about what we're actually doing with ourselves. And we're trying to build these relationships and get curious. And aware about our own bodies, and we're trying to do it with denying the experience. And so, you know, I think, you know, it really is because she's listening to her body that she's becoming aware of how food makes her feel. And we have the same opportunity. Therefore, my argument is that having junk food or bad food in the house is actually positive. And it's for the following reasons you can satiate the craving with what you really want and then let it go. You're not, you know, not over consuming all these other things trying to fill the void that really will only be met with you know, a handful of M&Ms or a bowl of chips. You can eat it in moderation knowing that it is there tomorrow. You're not dealing with last dinner mentality. Okay, I'll just eat all this birthday cake because, because then tomorrow's a new day, right? You don't have to live from that place. You can get curious about if how these foods make you feel And even if you want it or like it, so many people, I'll give you an example for me, Timbits. I actually don't even like them. And for years I was like, I'm not having them. I'm not having them. I'm not having them. And then I would have like 10 when, you know, when no one was looking or I would drive through the drive-thru and get donuts. And you know what? I don't even like Timbits. So once I allowed myself to have them, I realized I don't even like them. You know, different story when it comes to, uh, you know, salt and vinegar potato chips. No, I like those. So what I, you can get curious about what you like and what you don't like. And it also teaches other people in our life to regulate food. We're health, showing a healthy relationship with food, not a denial. Don't give food the power. It's just friggin' food. It's just food, it's not good, it's not bad, it's not something to be avoided or demonized, it's just food. So like of course your house needs to be primarily stocked or ideally stocked with whole foods, hummus, eggs, chicken, yogurt. Apple, apple, broccoli, the rice, quinoa, the list goes on and on and on. You get the idea. You want to make those choices available. And when the body is balanced and the body is um, consuming, you know, more these foods, chances are you're not even going to want the other food. And you're certainly you see this in your own choices as well as your family. You actually will resonate or want, you know, you see yourself choosing maybe a, a, a plain Greek yogurt with a little maple syrup over the donut because it doesn't, it doesn't hold that power. And so, you know, I'm proposing that you do it. You bring in the bag of cookies, you bring in the bag of chips, and you get curious about its impact and consider that it may even actually heal your relationship with food. It may actually help you realize that the food itself is not anything to be afraid of anything to deny and that you can really trust yourself around food so that's my deal around my pantry what's in my pantry and i would love to hear feedback i'd love to hear you know your thoughts on this you can absolutely reach out to me, drchristylewis.ca. You can find me on Instagram. And we're going to continue this discussion. So stay tuned for next time when we carry on discussions around nutrition, nutrition from my years of practice, my belief systems. And yeah, I'm just so glad that you're, you've decided to, you know, keep listening. So thanks so much.